Hey everybody, welcome to AOB. In this episode, we've got loads of valuable content for you because we're going to teach you how to run a business day to day. We're going to give you what you need to have in place so your team can operate efficiently, the meetings, and there are a lot of them, each and every one you should have, and we're going to give you the best books that you need to read to run a business. So last week, we talked about the journey of scaling up your business, going from it being just you to being a whole load of people. And there are key things to think about along that journey. We talked about processes, systems, key performance indicators, knowing your numbers, things like that. Um, And that's all great. But you also need to know as you go through that journey, how to actually run that business day to day. When it's just you at the beginning, you're doing whatever needs to be done that day and you're scrambling around just trying to figure it out. But then you get to what we've got more people. And if you run trying to run the business like that, it's not going to go very well. You need to have structure around the business. That's going to be the majority of what we talk about today. And it might surprise some people who haven't been through that process about how structured businesses actually are. They can be. Can be. And they should be. Even the most creative businesses should have structure. Otherwise, it's just an unruly mess. Now, last week, we did talk about KPIs and processes and how important they are. But you do need those to run a business day to day. So people need to know how to operate. So you give them processes. You give them, which is basically step by step of how to perform a role or a job. In time, they won't need those processes because they'll learn them. But at the beginning, even if they've got experience, they might not do it the way you want. So people need processes. After processes, you need to monitor them and you need KPIs, the numbers of how they're performing. And you'll have targets as well. So not just how many widgets were made that month, but how how many were we targeting? Are we above, on target, below? And then you can have conversations around that. So we covered that last week. We don't need to go into too much more detail on that. That's that's an obvious thing you're going to need day to day. Then it's how you run it day to day. Those things are happening, but what happens beyond it? Well, again, we've talked about meetings before, but we're going to go into quite a bit of detail here because you do run a business off the back of its meetings. As boring as it sounds, it's actually not. And good meetings shouldn't be boring. If a meeting is boring, then you need to question that meeting. All meetings should be useful. I'm going to run through now all the meetings you should have to run a business or consider having. This is how how we do it. You can put a twist on it, but this has worked for us. So first off, you have your daily huddles. And this this can be as a a group, a a company, or it can be a department. And it's just a very quick catch-up to see what everyone's up to that day, look at any daily numbers that are relevant, and just set the agenda. And it's just a, a way for people to come together, discuss any quick roadblocks, and then move on. And a lot of our team do that every single day in their different uh, team sets. But as a company, it's not daily, but we do it twice a week, one of those quick huddles, and that's called the 941. Yeah, because we hold it at 941, obviously, <laughs> a natural starting time. But the rationale for having that is when you've got a memorable time, People remember it and yeah. people turn up on time for it. Because if you say 10 o'clock, you kind of get anything up to about five past 10 is kind of acceptable, really. But if you, if you say like 10.01, then oh, there must be a really good reason why it's 10.01. <laughs> I better turn up exactly then. And it largely works. So and having that meeting with our entire team is really helpful just for getting everyone aligned in a general sense and knowing what's going on across the business. So we do once a week where we talk about the the 
five annual objectives that we've got and run through the progress that's been made in the last week. So the idea is if they are really are the objectives of the business, every single person in the business should know what they are. And then on the other session, we go through updates from the week and everyone can share what's been going on. And it tends to turn into a bit of a positive updates session because people prefer to share good news. But you do get some just general things that people need to be aware of as well. And that's really good for getting the word out because making making sure information is shared at the right time to the right people in the right way is one of the challenges as a business grows. So having that forum to do that is important. But then, as you said, also most of our smaller teams also do a daily huddle in, in software engineering. That'd be called a stand-up. The idea it takes a few minutes, you do it standing up, and it's meant to be short and focused. And it is just, again, making sure that everyone's aligned and silly things don't happen. Because you could easily get two people going off and doing exactly the same thing because they had a miscommunication about it or something gets missed. And just have, keeping everyone focused on the most important thing today it sounds like such a, a small thing, but it can be a really valuable five minutes. Yeah, and that's all, it ha- that's all it can be, five minutes. And you've always got five minutes. By the time it takes you to make a hot drink, that's five minutes. So to turn up to a daily huddle, it sounds like a big commitment doing it every day. But I still currently uh, oversee a, a few departments and I have huddles with them. And actually, I find them really useful. Because one of the things it does give you as a manager of a department is that people don't need to come to you throughout the day as much. They still might, but it's far it's far less frequent because you've given them this window every day to have that conversation. So there are so many benefits to, to doing this and every business of that's scaling and even established should do it. But you do more than just daily meetings. You do your weekly meetings. And weekly meetings for us are more tactical. So you do two types of weekly. We do the management weekly, soon we'll do the executive weekly as well, but then you can have your one-to-one weekly. So whoever directly reports to you, you have a weekly with them. And it slightly changes the agenda, but it's covering off the main talking points. The person that you're reporting to, you get their input on certain things you want their input from. So it might be a particular challenge that someone wants me to comment on or have an idea on, uh, or it may be that they just want to update you on the progress of a project. And then looking at some some key numbers, but it's normally tactical conversation. So it's it's a bit more than updates. It's not as developed as laying out a strategy, but it's more quick wins. It's more, let's do this to fix that, or let's try this this week. And those meetings, again, it's more meetings, but they're really useful if you get it right. Yeah. And to get them right, I think an important part of it is making them focused around numbers as much as you can. So there's going to be things like this customer is annoyed. What should we do? So you do problem solving around that. But you should also try and cover off the main KPIs that that person or that department is responsible for. Because you can you can look at it and go, OK, well, we were meant to do 20 last week. We did 10. So why was that? And what are we going to put in place to stop that from happening again? If you're doing that on a weekly rhythm, it depends on the number. But for a lot, a lot of the time, weekly is long enough for it to actually mean something. You, you don't necessarily want to be going through your profit and loss statement weekly because just not enough has changed. But for most numbers, like customer service numbers, you can look at those weekly. And it means that you're not waiting too long to find out what's going on. If you wait and you only look at it once a month, then a lot of time has gone by when something could have been wrong and could have been fixed three weeks ago. So so keeping those meetings focused on numbers means that it's not just about opinion and you don't get to just talk about the things that are fun to talk about. 
you end up talking about the things that actually matter because they're affecting the numbers. Yeah, and you use the example of your P&L, a cash flow you'd look at weekly, yeah. a P&L you look at monthly. So if you're having a finance meeting, every week you'd look at your cash flow because that's faster moving and problems can can occur that you would want to know about in a shorter space of time and you're not waiting at the end of the month and go wow what's built up here or what do you mean we've run out of money <laughs> you you want to fix that pretty quickly the the weekly meetings add up and they do take up a lot of your calendar but that's how you leverage yourself as a leader as well because you feel like you've run a lot of meetings but actually you've had half an hour or 40 minutes with someone and that's them set for the week so you've leveraged yourself in that department in 30 or 40 minutes so I, I know I try and batch my meetings over a day or two and it feels pretty intense ju- during that day or two but then I know more of the rest of the week is mine to do other things and we'll talk about how you organize your days shortly but there's more meetings yeah but we should talk I think it's worth talking about meetings for a little bit more we don't need to go on about it too much we have talked about meetings in the past but you do have to have this acceptance that if you are the founder of a business meetings is what you do to a large part um andy grove who co-founded intel has got a saying that meetings are the medium through which managerial work gets done so that is just that as a manager the way that you do your job is you have meetings and he talks about the leverage point as well that like if you have a half hour conversation with them and that affects 40 hours of their work for the next week that is your time very well spent and it's really important i think to be aware of whether meetings are good or not and if you keep on having a meeting that's just not interesting or not productive or you come away from it feeling frustrated be aware of that because that's not how meetings are meant to be i think people think of meetings as being a bad thing because they have bad meetings but meetings don't need to be bad and they shouldn't be no they shouldn't be so you carry this theme on you've got your daily your weekly and your monthly but what you do in each of them is different again so daily we talk about more updates more status updates for the individual or for the group then you've got weekly tactical and then you've got monthly strategic so we'll use the finance example again you're looking at the PL and you're going right okay what can we do now to change that number it's more big picture thinking. It's more big picture topics. It's not about five minute quick wins. It's trying to move the business. And sometimes it takes time to move a business, move the business in a different direction where it's not rushed and you have time to think about it. And they can be longer, those meetings, but they can be the most valuable meetings you have. Yeah. And often we'll find that with coming up topics will come up in a weekly and we'll go oh actually that's more of a strategic topic let's take that away to one of these meetings where we'll give it more time and we see it across the business so like a marketing example might be how a particular ad campaign is going weekly might you might not have enough data or you might just spot weekly that oh this was getting this kind of return on investment but now it's dropping off rather than trying to diagnose in five minutes why that might be let's get the all the data together come back and spend half an hour on it at some point so it is taking things that are a bit they can wait and they deserve to have a bit more time spent on them and by separating out the tactical and the strategic the idea is and this isn't our idea we can talk about where we get some of these things from that you you need a different mindset for each of those there's your kind of very here and now problem solving and then you've got your more imaginative bigger picture type thing and trying to switch between both in the same session is really hard 
it is better to separate them out for everyone concerned. Yeah, and it works. And that's the most important thing. This is not a theory. It, it works. You, you should not blur the lines between strategic stuff and, and tactical stuff. They are two different things and require different energies as well. If you're trying to do the, the same things in the same meeting, that's when bad meetings can happen. There are more meetings. They're quarterly. And quarterly is planning, more planning-based work. And that's quite connected to your annual meetings as well. So your annual meetings is very much about the plans for the future. And annual planning takes a long time, actually. It's not a, it's not one meeting. It can be several meetings. And then your quarterly planning can be a day's worth of meetings, sometimes a couple of days, depends on how much is going on in your business. The quarterly is important for a scale-up because annual isn't enough. If you are scaling, then you can have as much happen in a quarter that other businesses have in a year. So... You still should do your annual plans, and it, and you do spend quite a lot of time on it. But six months into the year, you, you're kind of looking back and going, what were we doing if you're in a fast-growing business? And that's why the quarterly, those little sections in between your annual and your day-to-day operations are important. Yeah, you've, you've got to do the annual process. Um, the annual process does take a long time. You should probably start thinking about it in September, October at the latest, because you have to go through all that and the budgeting is all part of that as well. But yeah, the quarterlies are so important because it's the same as when you're kind of setting goals for yourself, like trying to do something for a year or if you give yourself a year to do something, it's too long. It's like always do your homework the night before it's due. So you might not, if you've got a year to do something, you might not start on it till August. But if it's three months, it's like, okay, well, we need to start it now. And also, we've got a good idea of what the most important things are for the next three months. What are the most important things for the next year? We'll have a guess, but we don't really know because like you say, so many things are going to change. Something could come out of nowhere or you could do something in the next quarter. We go, oh, wow, that was really successful. Actually, we should ditch all that and do this instead. So the, the quarterly planning is so important, especially when you're doing the scale up piece. I'd say I'd say it's more important than your annual planning. Because your annual planning can, will end up being wrong. Your quarterly planning shouldn't be. And that's almost like that is your sprint. That's giving you the focus for what you're all going to be spending the next three months doing. So you're doing all these meetings, but you need to organise your day. There is some day left, believe it or not, after you've done all these meetings, including external meetings. Because we haven't talked about that as well. You're going to be having meetings with people outside of your business. They're a bit more ad hoc, so you need to be really organised. And we'll do a whole podcast episode on how we organize our days how we do all this stuff how we have all these meetings the external meetings do some other work podcast everything else we have the same amount of hours we just organize ourselves so that's really really important but are there any quick wins that people can use now and take away i think you touched on one of them in passing a minute ago which is batching your meetings and it's going to depend on different people but i find batching useful as well if you have got if you've got a day where you've got a meeting then half an hour off then another meeting then an hour then another meeting trying to get anything done in those little bits of time between meetings is really hard so true it's so much better if you could push everything together and have an entire morning of meetings and then the afternoon to do a meaningful piece of work because it's going to depend but i think for the for a large part of the journey 
founders are always going to actually happen to be doing some of the work. It gets less over time, but there's always going to be things that you need to actually sit down and produce. And you can't do that always in 10 minutes here and there. So batching is good. And also something that you've always been very conscious of and rightly so is doing it around your energy levels yes so if you're having meetings if you turn up to them just knackered either because it's late in the day and you're tired or it's the morning and you're not a morning person then you're i think that's the worst thing you can do because you're not just wasting your own time you're wasting everyone else's time as well if you're not in a, in a state to contribute to that meeting yeah, you are. It's it's such a good point. It's knowing your energy cycles. Everyone has them. You're normally either a morning person, an afternoon or an evening person. And you might have, you know, a bit of some of that. Like you might be morning, afternoon and awful at the evening or great at the mornings, okay afternoons. Like it mixes. But I make sure that, that the most creative work I need to do is when I'm at my best, which is often why a lot of the calls I do and we do like we podcast at seven on a Monday because we're actually although most people seven on a Monday are crawling out of bed we've got good energy and actually you feel like you're winning by nine o'clock when you've banged out a load of podcasts you got a load of work done and people are just turning in to their offices across the country you feel like you're ahead you feel like you're winning so it's those little tips and tricks we can pass on in a future episode because it's really important managing your own day but you need to own your day don't let your day be dictated to you so you do have these meetings but try to force them into your energy into your batching so it suits you so then you can use the rest of your time as most effectively as possible so there been lots of ideas in this episode lots of concepts none of them are own very few of them are <laughs> own. most of them borrowed from elsewhere we take an inspiration yes. from others i would say yeah that's a much nicer framing <laughs> yeah and but there are if, if people have already found a way of doing things that works why bother reinventing it? And luckily, there are lots of really good business books that get into this kind of topic. They tend not to be the ones that you've heard about because they are a bit more niche. Like it's far, it's far easier to have a bestseller like talking about the the glory and the excitement of starting a business or the story of someone who's made it than talking about meeting rhythms. That tends not to sell so many copies. But there are probably what three or four foundational books that we've built almost everything in the business off. Yeah, so the book that we've used for meetings, well, there's two books actually for meetings. You've got Death by Meeting, which is like a story book of of how meetings can be awful, but also be really useful. And then there's the manual for business, I would call it, which is Scaling Up, which takes you through all of these processes. They call it the Rockefeller habits and things that you should do and, and shouldn't do. And actually that book there is invaluable for anybody who's about to scale a business you don't have to copy it all we haven't and you take your inspiration and you you put your own twist on it but why reinvent the wheel if there's so many other businesses out there that are doing this stuff just follow along what they're doing and then put your own twist on it and in the final book that's probably worth picking up to organize your business and run its traction which is similar to scaling up, but has a different twist on it and i think reading both is useful yeah like you said you don't want to just take everything and copy it slavishly and the ideas between scaling up and traction are similar but there are differences and they'll be they just express quite similar concepts in different ways they all go through not just 
meetings, but also KPIs, processes, hiring, all the kind of things that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. And it can be that just the way things are framed in one book will connect with you and the idea will make sense and the other it won't. So it's worth going through both. And then we found ourselves referring back to them. It's not just you like, read it once. And whenever it comes up to doing annual planning, we'll go and revisit that section of scaling up to remind ourselves how you're meant to do it. I reread it over the new year just to remind myself again. I didn't read it word for word, but I just went back through as a refresher to make sure, right, is there anything we've dropped, anything we've missed? So as you grow a business, you're going to find your own way of doing things. You don't have to copy a book slavishly, but if someone's come up with a way that works, it's a pretty good starting point. You can just take that, see what works for you, see what doesn't, and iterate from there. That's what we've done. That is what we've done. So we'll link to those books in the show notes. So feel free to copy along like we have. They're really useful. They're really good. Next week, you can copy along from what we've done, podcasting. Businesses are podcasting more and more now. We've got two podcasts, and we're going to reflect on the starting up of this podcast, what we did right, what we did wrong, our lessons from that, and also tell you all the equipment we've used as well so you can set up your own podcast. So if you've ever wanted to start your own podcast, next week's episode is absolutely there for you. 